Alright, what's going on everybody? Welcome to the show tonight. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of the show. And, um, you know, I think I'm just going to um, go to just having open line Fridays for uh, for calls because I realize it doesn't really make sense to um, take calls on a Wednesday night when, you know, people might have uh, work, you know, in the morning and uh, can't, you know, stay up to listen um, to the same extent um, as like, you know, Friday shows. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, uh, and I, I don't know why, you know, if they, if they don't teach us in, in, um, in, uh, college, um, and, uh, oh wow, so when, when Varg appears in the, uh, in, in the comments, um, so yeah, I'll try and save, uh, deep dives and stuff for Friday nights, you know, along with calls. But we got a lot to talk about tonight. Because yesterday was the State of the Union, and I thought it was uh, pretty underwhelming. And even the M- the, uh, the mainstream media had to admit that this was as just we'll you know as we'll see in the uh, the, <laughs> the many clips coming ahead. It was um, like what, what, how did they say a um, uh, it was like a, a, a State of the Union from a wounded president because things aren't looking good. And I, I don't know, I saw this. This statistic that said like seventy eight percent of Americans like some somehow right somehow seventy eight percent of Americans like approved of Biden's speech. That sounds like such bullshit. Um, and how could seventy eight percent of Americans approve of his speech if he has an approval rating in like below thirties? It just doesn't make any sense um, because it offended people on the left. It offended people on the right. It obviously you know no libertarians actually going to like it. Um, I've yet to see the pro-Biden libertarian, although I'm sure we're out there. Uh, libertarian, sure we're out there. Um, and yeah, here, a brief recent history of mass formation psychosis in the United States in pictographs. And you could tell because it's what, you know, these little flags that people put in their um, in their uh, Twitter usernames, right? The little black power fist, the uh, blue, pink, and um, white flag the mask emoji the vaccine emoji and now it's the blue and yellow ukrainian flag what's it going to be next is it going to be the nuke is it going to be the radiation symbol because we, they these liberals are so deranged yeah these liberals and conservatives i mean it's both cnn and fox news calling for war they're so deranged that you know they want nuclear war on both sides right you know there's warmongering on, on both sides um that they're going to put the radiation symbol it's ridiculous And so I just wanted to um, go over some of the news. Now, I could show, you know, footage of shit blowing up. I could show footage of or screenshots of um, apparently, like, allegedly the Ukrainian special forces. They posted something on their, I think it looked like on their official Facebook, but said that they're not going to be taking Russian prisoners. They're going to be killing prisoners, uh, Russian prisoners like pigs. No, I'm not going to talk about that. What I want to do is um, talk about, well, first we're going to talk about... Um, well, just just how how fake and re- retarded this all is. Um, then we're going to talk about the uh, was it Reddit wanting to join the Ukrainian Foreign Legion, right? And this is this this is just a whole new level of um, of uh, I guess you know clown world to use now. It's like it, it's just so, so it, it's it's already like a um, worn out meme just because there's so many examples. Then we're going to get into um, some of the highlights of the State of the Union. 
and some responses to the State of the Union. And uh, we're going to talk about Ash Wednesday at the end. We got a packed show tonight. I'm fa- I appreciate everyone uh, tuning in, listening right now. So we're going to begin here. French pundits freak out when journalists exposes deep corruption of Ukrainian puppet government. Now, um, actually, I'll just I'll just read the article. Uh, this is from Infowars.com. Pundits in the French media did not react positively to a Ukrainian woman's claims that her country's, quote, corrupt puppet government was behind a great deal of her people's suffering long before Russian forces arrived. The woman named Victoria, a 25-year-old resident of Kiev, or Kiev, uh, explained how the current Ukraine-Russia conflict is rooted in the 2014 Western-backed coup d'etat that resulted in the removal of democratically elected President Viktor uh, Yanukovych. Quote, the root of this conflict was already starting to show in 2014, she said in French. At least 2 million Ukrainians are living day-to-day in terrible conditions. This year's heating bills are greater than before, yet wages are so low. Hmm. Gee, sounds a lot like this country. People here spend half their monthly wages on heating costs. Life is indeed difficult here. I was just thinking, why should we defend this puppet president and government? I'm talking about the president we have now, she added, referring to President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, not the one Putin might be planning on installing. Quote, right now, yeah, and this guy, this guy uh, Zelensky, no wonder all the people on Twitter and Reddit and DC love this guy. Dude's a total pervert, um, did a bunch of weird, like, comedy sketch things, which, I mean, yeah, if you're going to be an actor or comedian, okay, that's fine, whatever, you know, it's like, I guess it's your job to dress up like a clown. Um... But now that, you know, you're a head of state and it just calls back to once again, Malcolm X's uh, comments about how the, you know, at least back then in the um, 50s and 60s, the uh, black community was controlled by putting in these, you know, celebrities, right? People who are easily controlled by money, uh, movie stars, athletes to be, you know, their spokesmen and community leaders. Um, and now they're doing the same thing to Ukraine, right? Putting a, a TV comedian um as uh as president right i mean i wouldn't be surprised if we saw if we start seeing like you know joe rogan 2024 or 2028 signs in in this country right now people on the internet are saying ukrainians are in a difficult position that's indeed true the government is changing non-stop the economy is tanking corruption is everywhere at that point the french pundits appeared confused about victoria's claims whispering amongst themselves in disbelief are you talking about Zelensky? one pundit asked Victoria replied, of course, who else? At that point, the pundits tried pushing back, claiming Zelensky was legitimately democratically elected in Ukraine. So you're saying the democratically elected Zelensky is actually a puppet leader? A pundit asked her, yes, and he is by no means a democratic leader, Victoria argued, noting Zelensky has, quote, shut down four opposition TV channels, and, quote, there were also journalists who mysteriously disappeared. Quote, people say that Russian journalists are constantly killed, but Ukrainian journalists are killed as well. A lot of journalists have been killed these past few years. It's complicated. It's just that nobody talks about it, she said. No, honestly, I mean, I actually believe her because she's not being a Russian apologist. She's just, you know, pointing out that all this terrible stuff they say Russia's doing, the Ukraine, which is supposed to be, you know, the good guy in this situation, are also, you know, is also doing it. People say that Russian journalists are constantly, uh, okay, um the pundit then cut her off so according to what you said please let me finish as a ukrainian who's yeah you 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 interrupting the guest 
as a Ukrainian who's lived in both France and Ukraine, do you think the West idealizes Ukraine too much? The West believes, and she replies, the West believes Russians are evil, while Ukraine is a wholesome democracy. But are things not this simple, he asked? Gee, I, I don't know, you know, when you phrase it that way. Victoria confirmed that the situation is not black and white. French pundits then murmured in disbelief among themselves until another pundit jumped in to counter Victoria's testimony. This is the first time I've heard someone call a democratic country a puppet government, he said before more bickering ensued among themselves while Victoria tried to get a word in edgewise. The, oh man, I wish I played the audio of this. This sounds funny. The lead pundit quickly regained control and asked Victoria if some Ukrainians in Donbass are happy about the Russian invasion, to which she replied that indeed some were. Absolutely. In our supposedly democratic government, many Ukrainians are suspicious about the validity of the election. Do you, uh, uh oh, do you get it? The situation is complicated, Victoria noted. At that point, another pundit jumped in to defend Ukraine's government, arguing that just because journalists are assassinated doesn't mean that Ukraine isn't a democracy. It's true that the current government isn't perfect. Maybe some journalists were indeed assassinated, but journalists are assassinated in other countries too. Oh, yeah. But you can't say that because of this that they aren't democratic, he said. Maybe the judicial system is flawed, but you can't... Yeah, I mean, uh, Retard alert! Retard alert! Ding, 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 ding! Yeah, you know, well, may maybe journalists are murdered because they speak out against the government, but you can't say that the government is, is, is bad. Gosh, this guy could be a, a professor in an American university with a... More arguing ensued before the lead pundit began whitewashing Victoria's statements. People tonight have strong feelings on this topic, he said. Many people have died in Ukraine, so some of you may hear Ukraine's system is failing. The government is corrupt. Journalists are being killed. It's easy to be passionate. Yeah, you know, when you're, you're, you're dusty old ass is sitting in France safely. Victoria pushed back, saying she would not, quote, support this government. Just look at the economy, at the standard of living, she said. The first pundit dismissed her concerns and said Ukrainians should just use democratic methods to change the government. You can't be like Russia and just invade, he claimed. But another commentator reminded the lead pundit of what Victoria said earlier. Don't forget that in February 2014, there was a coup d'etat that overthrew the democratically elected president. Notably, that coup was financed in part by Hungarian billionaire George Soros through his Open Society Foundation to install the Western-friendly puppet president Petro Poroshenko, which resulted in a bloody years-long civil war between pro-Western Ukrainians and pro-Russian separatists. Yeah, and that, you know, it's going to bring... Uh, is, isn't it odd that that all works out, right? But those seeds of conflict planted more, almost uh, almost a decade ago now bloom when the um, you know there's protests all around the world against western government tyranny and now suddenly this you know this this becomes a very very convenient smokescreen for all those problems now we're going to be able to blame all the shit that covid caused right bad economy poor mental health um poor fuel economy we're going to blame all of that on the war and biden's at least going to try and look like some sort of i, I guess like pseudo wartime president i mean it seems like what they're doing right now uh, even though they refused to um, get involved in a kinetic conflict, this is like what the United States did uh, before World War II, where they would basically all but join the war. They would give all sorts of war material to the um, United Kingdom and to the Soviet Union. 
and they would send volunteers, which which we're going to talk about. And then finally, um, now I, I guess I don't know if Pearl Harbor would count as a, I guess it wouldn't count as a false flag, but it was and it definitely Pearl Harbor was definitely an engineered event. Okay, the government knew that it was going to happen. Uh, they purposely put the fleet there exposed um, in order to create. Um, you know, create like a controlled disaster to basically, you know, force the country into a war that it didn't want to get into. And so I think that I'm very afraid that they're going to have a, um, a false phobia, but I, you know, Russia knows better than to directly like, you know, pr- attack the U S provoked or unprovoked. Um, so I, I'm afraid that the, uh, or rather I'm, you know, I'm concerned that the government is going to, so the U.S. government's going to stage a false flag to, as an excuse to get into um, war with Ukraine. And, you know, I, I just want to comment on the hubris of these those uh, French political commentators where they're saying, oh, well, you know, the government isn't that bad, and they're, like, lecturing this woman about how, you know, she shouldn't be so critical of her government, right? Without them even living there. It's like, even in France, they have a narrative all to push. So, this is another one. Ukraine activist who cried for UK Prime Minister to impose no-fly zone on Russia exposes a World Economic Forum young global leader. Oh, wow, what are the odds? Ukrainian children are in deep fear because of bombs and missiles which are going from the sky. And Ukrainian people are desperately asking for the West to protect our sky. We are asking for the no-fly zone. We are saying in response that it will trigger World War III. But what is the alternative, Mr. Prime Minister? To observe how our children are, instead of, mis- instead of uh, planes, are protecting NATO from the missiles and bombs? What's the alternative for the no-fly zone? We have planes here. We have air defense system in Poland, in Romania. NATO has this air defense. At least this air defense could shield the Western Ukraine so that these children with women could come to the border. It's impossible now to cross the border. There are 30 kilometers of lines. Imagine crossing the border with a baby or with two children. I'm so glad that Samantha Power is coming here to the border from the Polish side. Let her come to the border from the Ukrainian side. I see that. Britain guarantees our security under the Budapest Memorandum. So you're coming to Poland. You're not coming to Kiev, Prime Minister. You're not coming to Lviv. Because you're afraid. Because NATO is not willing to defend. Because NATO is afraid of the World War III. But it is already started. And these are Ukrainian children who are there taking the hit. You're talking about more sanctions, Prime Minister. But Roman Abramovich is in He's in London. His children are not in the bombardments. His children are there in London. Putin's children are in Netherlands. In mansions. Where are all these mansions seized? I don't see that. I see that my family members, that my team members are saying that we are crying. We don't have where to rob. This is what is happening, Prime Minister. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for, uh, for your questions. And, and thank you for, for getting here today. I'm, I'm glad that you, you have been able to, to get here. And uh, look, I just want to, to say that I'm acutely conscious that there is not enough that we can do uh, to, as, the, as the UK government uh, to help in the way that you want. And I've got to be honest about that. And when you talk about the, the no-fly zone, uh, as I said to Volodymyr uh, Zelensky, I, I think a, a couple of times, unfortunately, the implication of of that is that the uh, the UK and 
uh, would be engaged in, in shooting down uh, Russian planes, uh, would be engaged in direct combat uh, with Russia. That's not something uh, that uh, we can do or that we've, uh, that we've envisaged. And I think the consequences of that would be uh, truly very, very difficult to, uh, to control. What we can do is all the things that... All right, so the national... Um, the national oh, hold on. So the activist was referred to as a journalist, although, you know, I can't really blame him these days, right? It's kind of hard to tell the difference now. In some media reports, the National Pulse, well, first off, what kind of journalist starts crying and freaking out? Right. Well, uh, you know, I, I guess if she was American, then now it might make a little bit more sense. But the National Pulse reports, however, Kalinik actually belongs to an exclusive group of young global leaders tapped by the World Economic Forum to help usher in the Great Reset Agenda. Indeed, Kalinik's photo and bio appear on the World Economic Forum's website dedicated to the community of young global leaders. There we go. Daria Kalinik, Executive Director, Anti-Corruption Action Center, Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and yeah, so, so knowing... Um, yeah, knowing the Ukrainian government's track record of corruption and the fact that she's, you know, defending it, uh, I wonder I wonder what she does with her job, right? You know, and Daria is co-founder and executive director of the Anti-Corruption Action Center, a powerful national organization that has shaped Ukraine's anti-corruption legislation and efforts. Daria, Daria, so, yeah, so, and I'm, I'm sure she's uh, good friends of Hunter Biden. Daria's organization ensured that Ukraine's newly elected parliament designed strong anti-corruption legislation, including the laws on the National Anti-Corruption Bureau of Ukraine. Um, she's not a journalist. She's an activist for the same interests who started the conflict in 2014, commented Pulse editor Rahim J. Kassam, referred to the years-long Soros-funded color revolution that led to the overthrow of Ukraine's former Russian-friendly government. Um... The World Economic Forum's young global leaders came under scrutiny recently after the crackdown and the Canadian Freedom Convoy led many to discover comments from Great Reset architect Klaus Schwab bragging about the World Economic Forum's modus operandi in penetrating the cabinets of several world governments due to, the, due to help from these so-called leaders. Wow, yeah, and I have, and so is, you know, Klaus uh, Schwab is going on. And I have to say, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, Angela Merkel, Chancellor of Germany, even Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of a World Economic Forum. Schwab told political commentator and Bohemian Grove alum David Gergen in 2017, but we, have, we are very proud of now is the young generation, like Prime Minister Trudeau, President of Elsewhere, Argentina, and so on. So we penetrate the cabinets, he said. So, of course, the uh, WEF, you know. And it, it's, it's odd, too, because one would think that the World Economic Forum would be against war because war is, you know, on, you know as a whole bad for, um, uh, bad for business, unless you're in the war business. So it says a lot about them. And so now I just want to read this here. This is from Representative Thomas Massey. Um, he, there was like some sort of resolution that was uh, some resolution to support the Ukrainian people or whatever. Res resolutions. And he, I, I remember any time back when I worked in local government uh, or rather you know, as a contractor, I guess, local government, any time that they would bring up, oh, we have a resolution, uh, I would just roll my eyes because it's like resolutions don't do anything. It just like get, basically it's like the opinion uh, of a board. Um 
he says here. So he tweets out explaining why he voted no. BC's been getting a lot of grief. Him, Paul Gozar, they've been getting grief for voting no. I fully support the right of the people, this is Thomas Massey, I fully support the right of the people of Ukraine to self-determination. However, there are many reasons I could not vote for the seven-page resolution that passed the House of Representatives today. The resolution contains an open-ended call for additional and immediate defensive security assistance. The term is so broad that it could exclude, excuse me, it, it could include American boots on the ground or, as some of my colleagues have already requested, U.S. enforcement of a no-fly zone. It expands the geographic scope of the U.S. commitment to the conflict in Ukraine by condemning the country of Belarus. We we should not be seeking to name uh, name new enemies or committing to overturning other governments. It calls for fully isolating Russia economically. This would hurt low-income U.S. citizens who are already reeling from inflation. Yeah, we get rid of our uh, Tula ammo. Innocent people in Russia, many of whom oppose Putin's aggression, would suffer under crippling sanctions, possibly turning them against us. Crippling sanctions could also drive Putin to become more desperate in inciting him to resort to drastic measures such as escalating the weapons employed or the people targeted. The resolution contains a gratuitous statement that Ukraine and NATO will determine the relationship between the two of them. Of course, this is true, but why should Congress assert this now when the goal is to de-escalate the conflict? It calls for a uh, continuing support as long as the Russian Federation continues to violate Ukraine's sovereignty. Depending on the definition of violate, this could be a U.S. commitment to forever be engaged in a conflict with another nuclear country. So I'd say those are all um, rather reasonable uh, examples of, uh, yeah, reasonable, excuse me, reasonable, uh, reason, reasonable reasons, fair reasons. Um, and, uh, yeah, but that, that doesn't, you know, that, that doesn't matter to the, um, to, to the left and just the general, um, I mean, I, I say the left because even though, yeah, the neocons are obviously pushing for this hard too, it's like the most rabid people who are in favor of war and like, you know, talking about like genociding Russians, um, are people on the left. This is from Pedro Gonzalez here, just a tweet thread. This is what happens when you go along with dumb shit like pouring out vodka to own Putin, and you're going to see more attacks on American citizens with Russian ancestry before this is over. And this is um, news reported just in Russia House restaurant and dining lounge vandalized in Washington, D.C. So people threw a bunch of uh, people threw uh, objects through the window of uh, this, I guess, like a restaurant or something. And I mean, you know, this, but because, you know, because Russians are, you know, for the most part, um, ethnically white, we're not going to hear any big thing, uh, any big national stink over um, Russophobia like we did when, you know, allegedly some Chinese buffets got attacked um, when, you know, Trump said the uh, China flu or whatever. All right, well curious so what kind of, let's see here russian food so wow so you could get russia house pate duck goose and veal pate oh that sounds really good actually if just for 12.95 snails russian style snails over mushroom cap in a garlic butter sauce 11.95 hmm that sounds good um let's see here no pierogi is um polish Grilled chicken cubes and vegetables over rice, twenty eight ninety five. Well, I could do that at home for much less. 
Siberian-style beef-filled dumplings of sour cream sauce. Oh, that sounds good. All right, so I guess they gouge you with the um, they gouge you with the entrees, uh, lure you in with the appetizers, duck with sour cherries, searced with potato and seasonal vegetables. Hmm. Oh, okay, then they have a different lunch menu. Okay, all right. As you can tell, I'm kind of hungry right now. Um, do they have like a dessert? Oh, do they have any like a dessert or? Hmm. That's unfortunate. Oh, all right. I'm feeling like a fat ass, so I'll stop. Um, Americans have allowed themselves to be psyoped into literally attacking each other by warmongers in the media. Yeah, and actually, I was just thinking about the Twilight Zone today. It's like that. Um, it, it's it's like the uh, the episode the monsters are due on Maple Street, except instead of aliens like you know turning off a of power, manipulating people, it's just a government saying these people are bad now. I'm like, oh, okay, and sort of you know, sort of like. Um, well, actually, not even like not even like nine eleven because at least to the best of best extent of my knowledge, the government never went out and said uh, we need to kick out all Muslims for all Muslim students. We need to, you know, I, I don't think the government. I mean, I think probably like a lot of the pundits engaged in like you know legit like you know like like you know legit hateful Islamophobia. Like you know, it was okay to go on Fox News and like advocate you know a genocide of Muslims um in the middle east right it was totally acceptable at one point in time to do that um and now this is just you know the left doing it today except to uh russians and because russians are white we're not going to um you know we're not going to see the um you know like we're not going to see care we're not going to see the adl we're not going to see the splc or anything um you know push back against this that would be interesting if they actually do end up expelling Russian students from uh, from the country. If the, like, it would be curious to see if the ACLU says or does anything in response. I mean, I, I'd give it like fifty fifty with the way they've been, like you know, in, in recent history. It is actually horrifying how conservatives and liberals are so quickly and effectively programmed by Marvel movie themes into supporting escalation with Russia and now even attacks on other Americans who happen to be Russian. Remember, you weren't even allowed to say Wu flu because it was basically violence against Asians. But let's make it policy and culturally acceptable to discriminate against Russians in America to own Putin. Quote, the vandals broke windows and spray-painted anti-Russian writings on the building, police said. It was unclear how many people may have been involved. That's fine, because Russians aren't people of color, and we're all related to Putin. Basically not human. That's commentary from this guy. If this is your response to Americans getting attacked by other Americans due to a media psyop, you're a scumbag. Absolutely well put. And then now just a little uh, comedy break here. This is Florida man pulled over for speeding blames Vladimir Putin. So I haven't seen the whole thing of this. Uh, I don't know if this is like, uh, it could be a stunt. It could be, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could believe this. So I'll have to watch the full thing. Um, February 24, 2022, Putin made me do it. FCSO deputies pull over a motorist in the L section of Palm Coast Thursday afternoon. Hashtag Russian home. Okay, it's in sport mode. I was trying to get it. I just got this thing, okay, sir? Oh, wow, man. I, I used to live in Florida. I, I, I recognize that accent. Kind of makes me miss it a bit. Sir, I'm I literally so saw you run the stop sign. I'm sorry. Make a left turn. I'm sorry, sir. And then hop on the gas. I was sitting right at the I'm intersection. I'm so sorry, sir. So your excuses? I, I saw a car not... coming and I... You didn't because get... I was sitting right there. No, I, I saw, saw a car everything. coming and I wanted to get out before them. And then you dropped on the gas know, and took off. I'm so sorry, sir. I need to see your insurance card, please. Oh. 
Got the registration? Yeah, there was no reason for that I at know, all. I, I would know. put people's lives into safety. I, I just found out, I'm trying to tell you the truth, guy. I just found out that Putin is just said he's going to launch nuclear thermal war against the world. I was trying to get back to my house, violence what's going on. I'm freaking out. So I just have a cop who is so righteously indignant, just has no idea what to respond to that. Okay. You can see him in a reflection laughing. People in the Ukraine. He just sent me the insurance card. Wait, is he ruffling through his insurance? Okay, so now, um, now for some real serious news here. There's a whole subreddit dedicated to this. Actually, let's 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 open this up first before I get in. It's called uh, reddit.com forward slash r slash volunteers for Ukraine. This subreddit is dedicated to support volunteers who wish to defend Ukraine. Slava Ukraini, uh, created February 25th, 2022. So six days ago, they have 31. Point seven thousand members with 1.3 thousand people online currently uh let's see what's the top uh, top post right now um and it's just full of people either um, asking how to volunteer bragging about volunteering um claiming for getting tickets <laughs> i just which side should i join the ukrainian side has literal neo-nazis but the Russian side has literal Islamic rapists. These, these, these both seem like good reasons to join either side, but I'm still torn. Can Reddit help me decide? Yeah, how about neither? Oh, shit, I have to... Uh, shit, do I still have my... Shit, no, I'm, um, I, I, I don't know what my um, account is. Uh, yeah, neither. Um, shit, I, I guess I can't see... Can't can't see what what people voted for. That's fine. And and apparently for a lot of people claiming to be veterans, um, and honestly, I mean, like you know, from, from what I've seen, uh, when they have like you know veteran only call in shows and stuff, and anytime I see, um, especially during election season, when you have these uh, like you know liberal or leftist or um, you know Democrat politicians, and they have uh, vet, you know, they have like veterans, like oh, I'm a I'm a veteran, I'm a combat vet, or you usually usually it's not combat vet, it's just you know veteran. Like, oh, I'm a veteran, and I support Biden, I support gun control, and it's, like, they're, like, the, some of the most, like, Reddit people, and it makes sense, because uh, Reddit is, like, this really, really low IQ hive mind, and that's exactly what the military is, um, at least the current military, right, it's just this low IQ hive mind, um, you, like, like, literally, they, their, their whole purpose is to torture, well, first, they, they lie to you to get you to enlist, they promise you a bunch of stuff that they have no obligation to give you, and good luck actually getting it. Um, if you get it in writing, good luck actually getting it. And it's like for, for what, like eight weeks of um, basic training, you're essentially tortured and brainwashed. Um, and that's the point. It's not like, oh, these are, you know, drill, drill instructors are just, you know, these, these guys just happen to be particularly sadistic. No, like that's a goal. And I, I understand to a certain extent, you know, you have to, like, it... Um, like having rigorous training for the military because it is important, you know, in terms of like a battlefield and stuff to, um, you know, to be able to follow orders and understand maneuvers and be trained how to use the equipment and trained in discipline. But, um, you know, like 
being what was it being shouted at like all this weird like cult shit um like just yeah it's 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 um i i guess you know i mean sometimes i i guess i still debate if it was um what would have happened if it would have been a good thing or not if my um drill instructor had me sign or if i decided to sign the paper not my drill instructor if i decided to sign the papers before my recruiter got arrested um but at this point everything i'm seeing from the military looks awful and i i, I said was I, I said i got this from the uh, leftist vets but also on the on the right political right wing too like some of the biggest pieces of shit in the grift right are veterans there's uh joe biggs um the oath keepers you know not not all of them but a lot of the really bad ones end up being you know are, are usually veterans um which I, I guess like pretty much you have to be a veteran if you're in the oath keepers so so yeah no, never mind um but yeah a lot of a lot of oath keepers are bad oh who else jack basobic in naval intelligence um dan crenshaw he's pretty bad um so it makes sense that those types are the kinds who would brag on reddit however basically gonna work as not even as a mercenary i mean i bet these guys are doing it for free um any East Coast USA volunteers looking to leave in the next week as an EMT? This is from uh, 22 minutes ago. Uh, HIV positive again. User HIV positive again says, I'm just looking for a straightforward answers. I know how things go and I'm willing to sacrifice, so please don't patronize me. I don't give a fuck about keyboard warriors. I'm looking to fight for real. Okay, he claims he's a Marine. I don't know. This has got to be a troll. I mean, who, who's what, what kind of username is HIV positive again? Uh, let's see here. Um, because, you know, they, 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 this is getting rated pretty hard also. Um, oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> um, donating pet food. Okay, okay. These, these are starting to be all trolls. All right. A volunteer. Oh, hold on. Oh my god. Um, if you cannot afford the flight, you should not be going to fight. All right. So. Vice News, former British serviceman is one of hundreds of foreign fighters heading to Ukraine. Be interesting. I've never been to a war before, so be interesting. Luke is a 25-year-old former British serviceman. He's about to cross a border from Poland into Ukraine, intending to fight in the war against Russia. Which, I don't know, I've, I always thought there was some sort of, like, international law preventing mercenaries, like, preventing stuff like this. But I think because Ukraine has a specific foreign legion, just like France, this is legal. Because I remember when, like, Gaddafi was allegedly hiring mercenaries. That was, like, this huge, you know, humanitarian deal. Why do you want to be a foreign fighter in this, in this conflict? Well, I guess it's important that we remember that today the war might be in Ukraine, but tomorrow it could be much closer to Western Europe. And I think at the end of the day, there's this huge focus on NATO and EU, but I think humans are humans. And when a kid's getting his apartment building bombed, it shouldn't really matter what government states they're a member of. It should just matter that they... Okay, so where were these people in for Iraq? Where were these people 
in Afghanistan? Where were these people in Syria, in Libya, and in, in, you know, in Chad, in uh, Burkina Faso, and uh, all these other places? All these places, all these other conflicts where they could have gone to help or whatever and probably get to get themselves like immediately killed or die of malaria but still right this is like i mean i gotta say like this ukraine conflict is like this is the perfect like reddit tier conflict okay like, like this is just this is just a perfect you know clown world 2020s conflict because you know you have the ukrainian government literally shitposting on twitter as a country burns about them you have a government just handing out guns to the citizens it takes place in, um, you know, like like Poland is a first world. Right? I don't know, I've never been. I, I, I hear it's uh, a first world country. So you know, it's it's you could fly to Poland. You could fly. You know, basically, this is like a little uh, European vacation where they get to LARP. And I bet as soon as like you know, majority of them, um, you know, see actual bloodshed or have to deal with like you know actual real life people or you know real life war we're gonna immediately leave although a lot of antifa like some of these scrawniest faggiest looking people imaginable uh actually um fought with the uh the, or at least have pictures of themselves you know fighting with the kurds um in like you know northern syria and uh in, in, in turkey so i don't know maybe um you know maybe maybe more of them could stay but i mean it is also somewhat you know concerning because like you know however many of these people are like antifa or whatever you know the ones who survive are going to be battle hardened and then they're going to come back to the states or come back to wherever and now they're gonna you know be like you know these these anti-fascist people are going to have like training from the fucking azov battalion um you know need help i think there's obviously a lot of western bullets going into the war but there's probably not enough people to fire the bullets that are getting put in so you know, it's important that everyone mucks in and, and does their bit to help, really. What are you going to be doing for the Ukrainian military when you're over there? Um, I've been speaking to some contacts and I'm hoping to use my skill set with air defense. Um, but, but I think more will become apparent in the next sort of 24 hours once I've crossed the border. Your specialty is taking out aircraft with missile defense systems. Yes, that's what I was trained to do. What did yeah, yeah, he was trained to push a fucking button. What does your family think about all this? Probably the same way they do with most of my ideas. They're supportive, but think it's a bit crazy. But it's a crazy situation, so... There was no bars open in Krakow. Probably could have done with a pint for some Dutch courage, but... Yeah, we'll get the job done regardless. Wow, that's always great. You know you've made a good decision when you have to drink alcohol right before doing it. Or, or rather, you, you regret you haven't had a drink before doing it. Here's the boy right here. We'll grab a beer when I'm back. The drink's on you. Oh, aren't you such a badass? Wow. Uh, let's see what the comments are. Um, as for Luke, sometime after Vice News saw him disappear toward the Ukrainian border through groups of refugees, he said he's made his way to the base in Lelviv. He said he was asked to sign a two-year commitment to the Ukrainian military, which he was unwilling to do, and said he was heading back to the Polish border to help with refugee re repatriation. Vice News was unable to uh, verify independently that Luke made it to Elviv. Before the war began last week, the Ukrainian military did require a three-year commitment from any foreign fighter wishing to join up. Uh, after the story is published, Luke now says he's reporting to a new unit and the Ukrainian military has given him a special dispensation and a one-month contract because of his skills pertaining to air defense and medical. He says he is heading to the east of Ukraine. Yeah, probably, you know, for one month, because that's how long the equipment's going to last. 
Here we go. This is this one's probably from a troll. Made it to Ukraine, but scared, and I think I messed. Oh, there, there's like hundreds of these posts too. I was able to get a plane ticket to Ukraine, and I've finally been able to find some Wi-Fi and be able to communicate right you know i'd be curious to see all these people who suddenly have all this money for ukraine just how long ago were they all bitching and moaning about needing a new stimulus check or student loan debt forgiveness i completely forgot that my cell service would, wouldn't work and people haven't been as accepting as i thought i can still use my phone and debit cards through local means but i didn't think i would have to buy hotels every every day to stay here yeah gee no you're only traveling to a new fucking place uh why you know why would you need to stay in a hotel every day although i'm i don't know i like i'm sure they have hostels there um pr probably because, i don't know if this guy's an american though probably he's like hostels oh isn't that where people get tortured where where i currently am it's almost as normal as it was back home oh hold on i say all this as a warning to people trying to come and help fight it's actually much more complicated and social media is propaganda where I currently am, it's almost as normal as it was back home. People are talking about the war and other things, but there is no chaos, and I can't find anywhere to enlist or help. I'm still going to try and travel elsewhere to help, but please research before coming here. Guy is a scammer. The majority of his posts are asking for help and his Call of Duty points. Yeah, that's what brought me here in the first place. Like I said, I could FaceTime video chat to show I am in Ukraine. Yeah, and you just have a bunch of cope in the comments. I changed my... Okay, this, this one probably is a troll. I changed my mind, and I want to fight. Can anyone help me get in contact with the Azov Battalion? They seem like my thing. Class, I heard they were defending an encirclement at Mariupol. And now the Azov Battalion is this neo-Nazi... <laughs> is this neo-Nazi... Um, I, I don't know, I, I guess, like, yeah, they, they uh, it's been described as neo-Nazi, but they, they have a lot of Nazi iconography, uh, next to their NATO flag, um, giving, there you go, giving a Roman salute here, these, uh, guys haven't learned about optics. Saying the Azov Battalion is propaganda. Yeah, okay, the Russians are, uh, yeah, the Russians are, are, are heavily brigading this, way, this, this subreddit now. Volunteering as a sex offender. So I've been following the unfolding events and decided that enough is enough. Self-determination is a deeply important concept to me, and as such, I'm fully committed to help defend the Ukrainian people. Mad respect to everyone here who's helped so far. The only issue is that due to my unfortunate events that occurred almost a decade ago, I'm a, a registered sex offender in my country. Will this affect my ability to fly out to Ukraine? I have to notify my local police before leaving the country, and they'll give me a, a rough guide. It's just dealing with the Ukrainian government that I'm unsure about. I know some countries will downright refuse entry, but seeing as Ukraine is arming prisoners of combat experience, which I have, I really hope they'll accept my help. Thanks for any insights. Hope to see you all in Kiev. Yeah, he. <laughs> that, was, that was actually a funny comment. Yeah, he should go and fight for the Chechens. <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, so now here's an actual, like, legit serious, um, serious post. No tweet or internet hashtag will save Ukrainian lives. Because, you know, I mean, there's, like, some debate whether or not, um, people with no combat experience should go. Um, no building in the whole world with lights painted with Ukrainian flags will save Ukrainian people. We all know this. So if someone is willing to go and help, help or fight, knowing they may die, then good for them. This is no longer Russia against Ukraine. It is humanity against a reincarnation of Hitler. War is not a video game. And yes, today we have trained, professionally prepared soldiers, but almost all these soldiers are in NATO, which cannot fight in this war. Is it good to leave women in their fight who a few days ago were simple civilians and now make Molotov cocktails to defend their land, children in bunkers, Ukrainian civilians who never use a weapon in their entire lives, and so on? So praise everyone who believes in freedom and wants to join this fight. Is going to be... Yeah, you know, they talk about like, oh, freedom, democracy, oh, we're handing out weapons. Well, what's going to happen when the war is over, right? You know, we're going <laughs> to... Ukrainian gun... Are these same people going to cheer the government when they have gun confiscation? Ukrainian civilian, um, so praise everyone who believes in freedom and wants to join this fight. It is, is going to be a fucked up shit hell on earth? Yes, the same hell on earth that innocent Ukrainians are going through right now at this very moment. And the reply, and this really gets into the head of these people, this, one person volunteering could mean one less untrained woman, no offense, older person having to fight. We know we are not trained. Under the right leadership, I still think we could be helpful, even if it's just at the most defensive part, aiming a gun at a door. Now, I, I would not an, want an untrained person aiming a gun at a door, like, guarding. That, that sounds like a terrible idea. Um, that said, war sucks and is worse than we can imagine. The probability of dying due to an explosion or middle you don't see is higher than dying like a hero. And yes, putting me as an untrained man into a formation where every move, every communication needs to be on point will have a net negative for the team. Too long didn't read. If we are not useful, if we are useful or not, depends on how the military will use us there. Yeah, I, you know, a bunch of uh, fucking uh, pasty skin, you know, Western, most likely uh, Anglophone, basement dwellers hipsters just you know general you know retard faggots um you know basically the average uh average user of reddit yeah i'm sure i'm who, who don't even speak the language most likely I'm, I'm sure the ukrainian military is just gonna love that i'm sure i'm sure you're gonna be very useful hell i think actually um i wonder if a french foreign do, do you need Let's see here. What do you need to um, what What do you need to to uh, do to um, join the French Foreign Legion? I mean, do you need? A, I, I wonder if you need a um, here we go requirements. If you need to know French to be a man between seventeen and a half and thirty nine and a half years, to have a valid ID, to have a verified copy of your birth certificate translated in English or French, um, to be not wanted by Interpol. To be physical, okay. So you can be wanted by your local police, but not by Interpol. Okay. To be physically fit, to be able to write and read in your native language, to have a BMI between eighteen and thirty. Okay, I have a B my BMI. I think it's like twenty four or twenty five. So I think I should be good. Um, citizenship doesn't matter. Race doesn't matter. Religion doesn't matter. Your ignorance of a French language doesn't matter. That's interesting. Okay, so. Um, so I guess it's probably in Ukraine, they'll, you know, have either, yeah, they'll, they'll teach them Ukrainian or just have like English, you know, English language, um, 
NCOs to lead them. Your qualifications don't matter. Your social, well, literally, they say your qualifications don't matter, and yet they give all these qualifications. Damn. So, well, they, okay. So <laughs> that's funny. They say, uh, so because race doesn't matter. No, this is if Cantwell were if Cantwell were here, he would say because race doesn't matter. They give you an IQ test. They give you a personality test, sports tests, medical tests. Oh, you can't take a camera? That sucks. Oh, oh no, they say you shouldn't bring it. Okay, just because it could get stolen. All right. Anyways. So now this is, um, if you have, so this is another post here. If you have no experience and still go, this is tips for volunteers. Okay, so we're all, we're all going to learn just in case anyone's thinking of going. I recommend not, but this is some, uh, some, some helpful tips. I have struggled with the decision of whether or not to get involved. I'm a U.S. Army infantry veteran, just recently discharged from military 10 years of service, one Iraq deployment, and a lot of experience training with foreign military. Currently, I've decided my children need me here. Okay, good. And have an obligation to raise them to be the best men they can. But uh, Well, if you're, if you're going to be posting a wall of text on Reddit, I highly doubt that. Actually, it's probably for the best for your children, um, for that you do go and fight in ukraine and preferably die just so your wife could get a real man to raise your you know a real man uh as a husband and you know your children are raised by someone who doesn't go on reddit um that's probably the best situation for your children yeah for a dude whose whose username is literally were like called worthless worthless one nice um I keep seeing posts of people who don't have prior service and still want to go and support the efforts in Ukraine. I know that feeling, the feeling you have to try. So here you go. Uh, here's his advice. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Understand water supplies might be tainted and not non-potable. Get some AquaTab survival straws or if time allows, boil your water for 10 to 15 minutes. In cold environments, you're less prone to drink cold liquids. I've witnessed multiple times people not hydrating in the cold, becoming cold weather casualties or liabilities as Rahabo sets in. Rahabdo. I guess that's what, like, dehydration while it's cold. Oh, my God. Muscle breakdown, damaged kidneys. When muscle tissue releases its proteins and electrolytes into the blood. Well, what causes it? Okay, having a metabolic disorder. Hmm. That's gross. You're going to feel lost or out of place, like you're not sure what's going on. Network. Once you have connected with a unit, talk to people. Find the vets who have experience. If time permits, pick for brain on bat. Yeah. Yeah, have a, just imagine a bunch of Reddit autists, you know, bothering all these, you know, tough Ukrainian soldiers with all these questions. How many people do I have to kill before I get a kill streak? How to clear a room. Conduct a squad assault. Hand and arm signals. Every military has their own doctrine. If you're not linked up with groups from your own country, find a majority and try to be an asset to them. If you go in with an ego and think you know everything, you're wrong and likely to get someone killed with that attitude. Well, you, you, I, I, do, do you know the audience you're talking to on this site? Listen to chain of command just because you don't know what's going on. Okay, yeah. Situational awareness if you haven't left but are going. Do yourself a favor and look hard and memorize the enemy uniform patterns, not just Russian. Belarusian and Chechnyan as well. Most uniform personnel look the same in the dark and under night vision, so be aware where friendly elements are at all times. 
Noise and light discipline. This is a lost art. Nothing says I'm here like a light bobbing around in the darkness. Only use a red lens when the light is necessary and try to shield it from the rest of your surroundings. If you've never looked through any night vision or infrared optic, be aware of the smallest light shines in the bat signal, like the bat signal. This includes cigarettes, watches, and the little lights on your portable phone charger. If you're in a location with power, it's a little different, but try not to be in the light any more than you have to. You're not going to know the enemy's location, so don't give away your position by jaw, jock, jaw jacking, especially at night. Jaw, oh, I guess talking. Sound travels better in the dark. Fieldcraft. Pick, pack your backpack ruck in a fashion where, where the heaviest gear is higher up and close to your body. This will make it a little more bearable to lug over a long distance. That's actually interesting. I didn't know that. A long distance. Pack your gear in a way in which you know where it is and can find it quickly by field. Doing this will help you find things in the dark easier without the use of a light. Only have the things out that you need in a moment. Pack your sleeping gear as soon as you wake up and stage your equipment to where you need to get the hell out of Dodge. You, so if you need to get the hell out of Dodge, you could do so quickly. If you don't have a ruck cover or wet weather bag, use trash bags to help waterproof your equipment in your backpack ruck. Cover versus concealment. When the bullets are flying, return fire or seek cover. Cover is anything that can stop bullets. 7.62 can penetrate cinder blocks and cars, so don't think that drywall and plywood will protect you. Concealment will only hide you from the enemy, but not stop bullets. Don't fool yourself thinking that a large shrub or sage is going to stop a barrage of bullets. Yeah, no, this is an airsoft. Don't do that. I remember I saw this video back when I was like in high school when I was um, when I was all into airsoft. Um, there was like this video so like airsoft like if, if if airsoft guns are real guns and it showed like you know the usual like frustrating event where some dude is hiding behind a um a bush and you know the pellets are, are hitting the leaves but they're not like you know hitting the guy and then it showed if, and it showed like as a real gun the guy's like hiding behind a bush and then the same guy fires and you see a bunch of blood come out of a bush um um let's see here um Concealment will only hide you from the enemy, but not stop bullets. Don't fool yourself thinking that a large shrub is going to stop barrage of bullets. Don't silhouette yourself in windows or doors. If you get into contact, a firefight shootout, don't stay in that location long. Mortars or indirect fire is likely to follow shortly after. Turn off your effing cell... Oh, yeah, this is so Reddit, right? Repeating stuff in all caps with curse words. Turn off your effing cell phone. Turn off your effing cell phone. Turn off your effing cell phone. There's a time and place where to use it. Going on a patrol within your pocket isn't one. Signals go two ways. Did you turn your ringer notifications off? Are you sure? Think the sweat on your clothes won't go swipe that touchscreen? Be an awful shame to go all that way and get domed because you got a comment on your fucking TikTok. Turn off your effing cell phone. If and only if you are in an area where it's safe to use your phone, put it on airplane mode when you're not using it. It uses less battery. Turning it on and off constantly burns more battery than just having it on airplane. You never know when the next time you can charge it. Tip, buy a foreign outlet adapter if you're going. Dress comfortably cold, uh, just to be comfortably cold if you're going to be marching, doing any high endurance. Okay, right. Now, if you do want to go, here's a, a step-by-step guide to joining the, the uh, Foreign Legion. 
so here we go. Algorithm for foreigners to join the Foreign Legion of Territorial Defense of Ukraine. So this was obviously not written by someone who's English, whose uh, first language was English. Apply to the Embassy of Ukraine in your country with the intention to join the Foreign Legion of Territorial Defense of Ukraine. There are three ways to apply. Come into the Embassy physically, phone call, write an email. Specify what documents and clothing, equipment you need or recommend to have. Documents. Internal document, ID, passport, passport to travel abroad, documents confirming military service or law enforcement. Same thing, whatever. And participation in the combat actions. Other documents as requested by military, diplomat, or consul. Step three. Arrive at the embassy with documents for an interview with the defense attache and settlement of visa issues of the council. Consul. Write an application for enlistment in the territorial defense of the armed force of Ukraine for military service under contract on a voluntary basis. Get instructions. So this is step five. So they, they lost me at step four. I'm like, I'm not doing all this shit. Get instructions on how to arrive in Ukraine. I mean, you know, they, they should be fucking lucky that I just show up. Um, and I, you know, I, I could I could talk for Russians to death. Um, get instructions on how to arrive in Ukraine and about the necessary documents and equipment. It is recommended, if available, to have military clothing or its elements. Equipment, helmet, body armor, etc. Well, yeah, how are you how, how are you going to bring that on the fucking plane? I don't think you're allowed to bring uh, plate armor on an airplane. Even in your... Well, I guess you could bring a gun in your uh, in your check-in um, luggage. So, I, I guess that probably is the same for body armor. So yeah, basically, I mean, by saying, oh, you could you bring your own equipment, it's like, this is just begging for all the mall ninjas. Actually, this is probably a good thing. Hopefully all the mall ninjas uh, go, you know, all, all the mall ninjas end up going, and tactical retards end up going to Ukraine, so all the boomers and uh, fuds don't have any idiots to buy their overpriced antique guns, and then the prices go down, and now I could go to gun shows in peace. Step seven. Oh, hold on. Step six. Go to Ukraine in a defined way. Representatives of Ukrainian embassies, consulates, and territorial defense in Ukraine will provide assistance on the way. Contacts will be provided at the embassy of Ukraine in your country. Upon arrival in Ukraine at the collection point to join the Foreign Legion of Territorial Defense of Ukraine, sign the contract, and together with fighters from other countries and Ukrainian soldiers, go to fight against the Russian occupiers. So, if we were in the military here in the U.S., we have to have seen, yeah, combat. So, yeah, we're asking for accreditations to have a process go quicker, yeah. I will donate one U.S. dollar to Ukraine for every upvote. So, this guy has 62.2 thousand upvotes, so. Hope it bankrupts his ass. Anyways, so. Actually, hold on. I I do want to see. Um, I I do want to see if there's anything else, anything new though. Just see, just just see if the trolls are still there. What used to be controversial? Um, I guess they got rid of a controversial tab here. Come on. Here we go. Oh boy, they have a Discord server. Natsok interested in assisting Azov Battalion. I'm a white national socialist and recently heard about the Azov Battalion 
fighting for Ukraine. How do I get into contact with these guys so I can join them? Can I bring we? Oh, here we go. Perfect. Can I bring we to Ukraine? Can I bring weed to Ukraine? I will be arriving in Portland. Excuse me, Poland. Is <laughs> a Freudian slip there? Poland tomorrow. Well, probably a lot of these people would feel right at home in Portland. Poland tomorrow and heading to Ukraine two days after that. I am an avid weed consumer and I will be bringing at least an, ou <laughs> an ounce or more in a vacuum sealed bag along with some carts. Do the locals accept marijuana? Should I offer some to other fighters? Well, I don't know. I, I guess the U.S. I, I guess like the military, they smoked weed in um, the U.S. military smoked weed in Vietnam uh, because it was like the only thing keeping the soldiers off of heroin. Um, should I offer some to other fighters? How do I limit the smell of smoke? Uh, if you're really okay, this is a troll. If you really were a stoner, you would know that. Also, want to point out that I will bring a bubbler or bong, obviously brand new, and I am wondering what the best way of keeping it safe when it's in my backpack. I don't want to break when I am fighting, as it's quite an expensive piece of glass. Cheers from California, Slavia, Ukraine. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm, I'm appreciative. These Russian bots are mm, top notch. And and the you know and the people taking him seriously. Yeah, no, it's probably it's probably. I mean, I'm just gonna go out. There's probably very illegal to have weed there. Like like in like in Japan, it's super illegal for weed. Now here we go. Now now this looks like a serious one. I am now finally a part of the Ukrainian Foreign Legion, from a Finnish reservist lieutenant to a UA recruit. People from all over the world have come here to help defend Ukraine. My bunkmates are Norwegian and, and American. There is still plenty of room for more. I am now... Um, okay, and so it's this guy. Okay, so this is a cross post from... Um, well, Euromaiden Press, yeah. Basically, the Ukrainian version of RT... I love that too. Support our independent grassroots media outlet. They have a blue check mark. Just want to see if we're having more. Um... Oh, and that's the thing too. It becomes a. Uh... Ukraine will release Russian POWs to their mothers if they come get them personally. Huh. All right, anyway, so, um, oh, yeah, but as I was saying, it, it becomes like a, a positive feedback loop because they have foreign fight, you know, they have foreign fighters from, like, the United States or UK or Canada, and then those foreign fighters inevitably get killed, uh, probably, uh, they inevitably get killed, and then that causes outrage in their home countries and more support for Ukraine or maybe even, um, you know, calls for war and yeah, so it's, um, it's, you know, they're, they're like, these guys are the epitome of useful idiots, especially since probably most of them will do it for free, you know, like, or at least we're not expecting a reward. We're just doing it for, you know, brownie points. All right. So 
which you know it's it sort of like it wouldn't be funny because it's you know nuclear wars and or, you know world wars and something to be proud of but like it would be sort of i guess like ironic if let's say you know like a bunch of these people indeed do go and the conflict escalates and it becomes like a much more uh destructive you know widespread conflict and it you know drags the u.s into an unpopular war with russia and then these people they come back right and Vermont like hated even more than uh vietnam vets but the difference is vietnam vets didn't deserve a hate right these losers do you know these these people who who just a few years ago uh thought that you know john mccain was the devil and then now they're you know making him smile looking up from hell right these are all you know the party right you know the party of peace right you know let's give peace a chance right oh we're the anti-war left and then now you know just a few years of college and a few years of npr and a few years of cnn and then it's now you know i'm literally going to join the ukrainian foreign legion and fight alongside the azov battalion who aren't nazis all right so anyways here we go speaking of um so, so now pivoting here um we're gonna have uh, this is kamala harris right uh explaining the ukrainian conflict right and so now this is probably she's explaining it uh so all these redditors are able to understand she's explaining it at a reddit level if you're watching any level of news even social media you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the ukraine break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the united states so ukraine is a country in europe it exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. If you watch So now if she was if she was 100% white, they'd say, "Oh, this is racist. She's being patronizing." Because I'm, I'm getting, you know, because it's like, "Explain, yo, explain it in layman's terms." And then she talks to the guy as if he's retarded, like you know, and although probably like she pr probably she doesn't even know. I mean, <laughs> you know, probably probably this is her level of understanding. Um, okay, so now pivoting away from this Ukraine thing, just because I, I don't want to laugh too much about a situation that could turn into nuclear war. Let's talk about high priorities when it comes to inflation. The new CBS poll found 70% of Americans disapprove of the administration's handling of inflation. What do you say to those people who say gas prices are just too high, I can't get peanut butter, everything costs more? What are you going to do? Listen, people are struggling, especially working people, in terms of the, the price of gas and food. And, and the, the reasons include what we need to do to address what happened through, through the pandemic in terms of supply chain issues, um, which was a reduction of the availability of goods, and so the prices went up. We also need to deal with one of the biggest issues, which is the cost of living. It's too expensive for working families. Okay, yeah, what are you going to do about it? That's the fucking question. The cost of living. What are you going to do? And I swear, it's like we're all smoking live resin at the White House. And um, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've never um, I've never had any live resin myself. Actually, what is, uh, I don't even know exactly what it is. I've just heard, I, I, a friend of mine uh, smoked it, told me he smoked it. And, and not, not even a kid, you know, the, the uh, facetious, oh, a friend of mine said, no, you know, a friend of mine, um, actually, you know, a listener, uh, listener of the show, 
you know, t- told me that he smoked live resin. He said just like one hit of live resin like makes you retarded. Like that that's how that, that's how powerful and uh, THC it is. It just makes you straight up retarded and just giggling. And and this guy, you know, this is a guy who like smokes weed every day, and he said it does that to him. So I'm honestly thinking that if Joe Biden doesn't have dementia, because but dementia doesn't explain why Kamala Harris is so stupid. I mean, like, well, I, I guess be so. Well, although probably the fact that she is. Um, not there because of her competence she's in the position that she's in and she's only ever been in the positions that she's in because she literally slept her way to the top um she was at one point she was like uh, montel williams's side hoe um so that probably explains why she's stupid but if not if it's not just her being a uh, you know literally a bim uh, a bimbo whore and joe biden being a uh, dementia alzheimer's patient um it could be live resin where we're just, you know, the stress of being, you know, the president, vice president, it's just so, so much. They just have to smoke weed constantly. And then, you know, Kamala Harris, she just got back from California and says, hey, Joe, I have a, I got something that's going to knock your socks off. And he's like, oh, screw I've been thinking about taking a tea break because my tolerance is so fucking high. I can't get, can't get high anymore, right? You know, people are actually understanding what I'm saying now. And then, you know, he's, and then, you know, she gives him the, you know, the vape pen, and, and he says, okay, look, the state of the union's in a few hours. I can't be too fucked up for that. She says, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay, so, okay, okay. And then, you know, a few hours later, but um, NBC asks Kamala Harris if Biden will sanction Russia's oil and gas industry. Okay, and so now this, I guess, tying back to Russia a bit, um, this shows that they're not serious about the con- either, they're, either they're not serious about um, this saber rattling or they're just so incompetent that they, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't make any sense what we're about to hear. Is that something that the administration would continue, would consider in terms of further sanctions, cutting off the oil and gas, uh, part of the economy for Russia? Well, as you know, that on this issue, for example, we applaud Germany in terms of what it has done as it relates to Nord Stream 2, as it relates to what we need to do domestically as well as, as what we need to do in terms of this issue generally. We have, as the President said, uh, reevaluated what we're doing in terms of the strategic oil reserve here in the United States to make sure that it will not have an impact or we can mitigate the impact on the American consumer. Uh, but let's, let's take this one step at a time understanding that okay this strategic oil reserve and i've said it probably a million times that's that, that's that's for war okay that, that's it for some sort of war and global supply lines are interrupted or the u.s is unable to um you know get oil from the middle east or whatever because you're sure as hell not drilling in this fucking country it, that, that's what it's for okay um and so them constantly tapping into the strategic reserve that's not going to change the problem it's like if you have a deficit if you have a deficit in your budget and you keep going into your bank, you're like, oh, it's fine. I'll just, you know, put put money from my my savings into my checking. That's not going to solve the issue. That's just going to ensure that your savings are going to be drained. And so they they keep using that as their like they think it's their trump card. Oh, the strategic oil reserve is like if they say strategic, people are going to suddenly start respecting them and think, oh, oh this is this is important. Oh, this is a great idea for being strategic. Right now, when really it's the opposite. Right? It's like they they keep buying oil. Right? For, 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 they're perfectly able to start drilling oil in the United States, you know, right? Clean. Cleanly, safely, they could do all of that, but they won't because they don't want to see this country uh, strong and energy independent and its people uh, wealthy and prosperous. Like, you know, I was gone. Um, I, I haven't uh, be, because, you know, I, I you know, I um, was uh, was was out of out of state for about like a week and a half. 
Um, it's been about like two weeks, probably like three weeks since I uh, last filled up on gas. And so I go today, and the last time I filled up um, in about probably like let's say late January, early February, it was like 3.30 a gallon. So I go to the gas station today to fill up because I had half a tank, and I think, okay, well, might as, you know, might as well fill up before gas becomes $4 a gallon. And so I go to the fucking um, gas station. Lo and behold, gas is three sixty a gallon. So somehow in a period of like three weeks, gas went up uh, 30 cents where I live, so it's 10 cents a week. And thank God I had my uh, rewards card because, I, you know, I put it in, I swiped it, and I said, I'm going to need it. And I actually got uh, 10 cents off per gallon. And you bet you bet your ass I topped off my fucking, I put, you know, topped off my tank of a fucking gallon getting it at, you know, 10 cents cheaper. God damn, I mean, damn these people, really. I mean, you know, I know we, we've been saying for, for like, for, for, you know, almost a decade now, but people running the government are, and not even running the government, running the whole country are criminals. But this is, this is even worse. This is criminal negligence, all, criminal malice, uh, maliciousness and negligence all, all rolled up into one. Now, on the issue of energy, our allies have stood firm and unified in a way that many of the pundits didn't predict would happen um, to ensure that we are, we are unified in our approach to the... Oh, the pundits, that's me. Whatever's that. Oh, my God. And then now here we have former, um, I think wasn't, I think she was the Federal Reserve chair head. Yeah, she was, she was former head of the Federal Reserve, now the head of the Treasury, Janet Yellen. Um, we have um, it, attempted to shield the energy sector uh, of Russia um, from sanctions. That hasn't happened entirely, but I think I think that's appropriate given our objectives. But as I said, um, nothing is off the table in terms of future sanctions. So. You know, as I hate to quote John McCain, but as he said, Russia is a gas station uh, masquerading as a country. If they really wanted to sanction Russia and get it to, you know, stop and bend it to their will, they would just stop buying from it, right? They would start, they would start drilling, and it's going to basically do what Trump did. I hate to defend Trump, or not even defend Trump. I hate to, um, well, actually, I don't really hate to because it, it is the truth. I mean, you know, one of the one of the you know few like hundred percent good things Trump ever did was make this country energy independent, and he put the screws on Putin more so than uh, Bush or Barack or um, Biden. Uh, and to a point where I think at some point, like in one like, what was it? it's like you know Trump brought up I think at his CPAC speech that. Russia, you know, when Bush was president, Russia invaded, um, what was it, they invaded uh, Georgia, or did something in the Caucasus. When Obama was president, Russia invaded Crimea. When Trump was president, nothing happened. And then now Biden's president and Russia invades Ukraine. That's a very simplified explanation of things, but, you know, essentially that's, you know, on the surface at least, that's true. Um and so that's why we're not serious about this. If they're really serious, um, they would put aside the whole, you know, Green New Deal, Agenda 21 bullshit and start pumping U.S. oil and then just do a full oil embargo on um, on Russia. And then that would hurt them even more than like, like even the non-oil embargoes are hurting them economically. And so this is just, oh yeah, and, and that's the other thing too. Um, it's like we have all these old people ruling over us. Listen to how frail she sounds, right? I mean, do, do you really think that she's doing any sort of um, innovation or 
um you know like like so oh she's uh, she she's old but she has all this knowledge and stuff knowledge of what right the economy gets worse every fucking year and yet they keep these same people for you know decades right maybe not in the exact same position but you know in management positions of the economy now i don't necessarily think like you know age is a determining factor but i'm just so tired of turning on the tv and seeing all these people who have so much control over our society over our civilization over the country over the economy over just our daily lives now it's gotten being old and frail and oh oh we're gonna you know we we have to mask up and we're following the science they say and you know when they're like have one foot in the grave um it's absolutely disgusting is yeah i just oh god like the, the um i don't know who the actually i have a somewhat of an idea of a rep is here the rep in hanover i forget if she's still alive just like it's like these old these politicians right it's like haven't you know it's the worst politicians usually you know old women they just old white women they just refuse to die right they're so they get so old and they get so nasty every year they get older they get nastier and meaner and they get more tyrannical because i guess you know they, they're afraid that you know they're gonna die and you know it's like probably something deep inside knows that they're gonna you know go to hell um because they decided to worship you know the government and um their egos as god instead of worshiping um you know the uh god most high and accepting jesus as their savior um so they want to leave like a lasting impact and that's you know increasing tyranny and that's forcing children to wear masks and and oh uh, hold on not even that actually geez i i um not even just leave it's leaving a lasting impact is second to expanding their life lifespans right because they as i said you know we're afraid of what's going to come next right in the next world that's why all these celebrities at the beginning of covid they were singing uh was a john lennon song where it starts out imagine there's no heaven yeah i bet i bet they want to imagine there's no heaven because they know we're going to the other place and so yeah it's just uh, it's just so much oh my god yeah it, more old people more jerry it's like a gerontocracy right this whole fucking civilization is run by old people and i'm sure if they you know if nancy pelosi stepped down and said okay you know i'm I'm gonna be giving the gavel to ilhan omar or you know or if mitch mcconnell said i'm giving a gavel to uh you know madison cawthorn or someone who's young or dan crenshaw i'm sure they're gonna be you know they're, they're also gonna be bad they're gonna be they're, they're gonna be pretty bad but at least it's a new generation okay at least it's like you know a new generation there's different ideas um you know i think on both sides there needs to be you know a passing of the torch to young because right now the people who are running the infrastructure running all the organizations are a bunch of boomers and gen x you know they, they got screwed they're gonna be i guess picking up the pieces of what's left millennials they're you know picking you know having the crumbs of what's left and um you know they say like generation z is all radical and all this stuff and they're doing everything they can to dumb down my generation um, I think it's going to be my generation that you know tries to build something new because we're not going to have anything left after the boomers are gone. Um, you know, what, what we're, you know, we're certainly not going to inherit anything from Gen X. Um, so yeah, and you know, the generation Alpha or you know whatever generation after us, we're going to be you know, we're, we're I, I guess we'll end up being the boomers. I don't know. No, I guess we'll end up being the greatest generation or the, the the greatest generation could be you know best case scenario uh we end up being the best generation and then the generation alpha ends up being um uh 
the uh be ends up being the silent generation and you know they have to do whatever we say because we actually no, probably pro- probably the boomers are going to figure out a way to like preserve her brains in jars and they're going to keep getting reelected who am i kidding where's my drink to quickly ask you about that because the cdc mask guidance was changed last week today dc officially lifted its indoor mask guidance are you going to be wearing a mask tonight no, I'm not going to be wearing a mask tonight. If I had little children or if I were around little grandchildren, I would because some of them would not be vaccinated. Or if I were around a person who, or were a person with a... All right, she's already drunk. A, a precondition... Se- seven hours until the um, State of the Union, she's already sloshed. Some kind of a condition that would make me susceptible to it. So I think people have to use their judgment about it. But I do think um, that... it. If people make their own judgment, I make my own judgment that I won't be wearing a mask. There you go, right? She can make her judgment, but children, if you're on a plane, you can't. She must have been drunk at the State of the Union, too. She's shaking her... Yeah, so, so Biden is talking about dead, you know, dead soldiers... And so I think you mentioned his dead son, too. And you have Nancy Pelosi literally like, you know, like like she's an obese person at Golden Corral, like, you know, shaking her not even like rubbing her hands. Happy merchant style. She's like shaking her knuckles. It's like, you know, when someone's drunk, not that I would know this, but, you know, it's like if you're drunk and you have all this energy, but you have to sit still. And so you just need to, you know, do something with your hands. <laughs> and she got up, too. Botox injections in her lips, it looks like. Just so disgusting. It's like, honestly, she looks like a clown. Um, oh, whoops. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. So we're not. I, I pretty much got the, got the, um, got the point. Uh, President Biden arrives to deliver his first State of the Union address. Look at everyone all clapping. Look at all these ghouls, too, here. I'll just... Like, all the people clapping, right? Most of them aren't wearing masks. Jerry Nadler is because he's, you know, the fuck of, you know, I, I, I don't know what would be his, why not? Uh, they all have Ukrainian flags. All of them have Ukrainian flags. They're all clapping. They look like, as I say, ghouls. And it's not like as an insult, but like, like literally just fucking ugly. They look like the people from underneath the stairs. And I, I honestly do think it's, um,. Like a mind over matter thing. I forget if it was, was it Roald Dahl. Oh, it was some like British kids book that said like if you think ugly, if you think ugly thoughts, eventually you're going to start like looking ugly or something, so, something or other. Um, and I, I think that's what it is with these people, these politicians, right? Like so. Look, he's shaking hands, he's touching them, he's getting, you know, super close to her face. As, at one point, he was coughing during the speech, so. Meanwhile, I'd say, like, what, half a country, children are still forced to wear masks in school. Alright, but anyways, okay, so here's, a, we're, we're, we're at the State of the Union, okay? So, this is when, you know, he's supposed to uh, unite the country. This isn't supposed to be some partisan thing. Uh, I think we could just, you know... Uh, he has to, he has to realize that he's been fucking up, right? This is where he gets a chance to correct the course of a country, maybe explain himself. Um, let's see, let, let's see, let's, let's, let's check out some of the highlights. Last year, COVID-19 kept us apart. 
This year, we're finally together again. Tonight. Didn't you say just a few months ago we were all going, if you weren't, if we weren't vaccinated, it was going to be a winner of death? Tonight, we meet as Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, but most importantly, as Americans, with the duty to one another, to America, to the American people, to the Constitution, and an unwavering resolve that freedom will always triumph over tyranny. Yeah, freedom for everyone who isn't in the United States, right? Freedom for everyone who isn't an American. That's these people's definition of freedom, right? Americans can't have guns over Ukrainians can, right? Americans can't get, uh, you know, we, we, we can't get bailouts over the corporations can, the companies can. Joe Biden, okay, and here we go, okay, so. It used to be called Rust Belt, become the, 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 the home of, of, of significant resurgence of manufacturing. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their <laughs> Okay, so now during this, look, 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 look I, I just, like, when, when I was watching this live, I was looking at Biden. Now I want to look at, at uh, the, you have Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris behind him, right? His two mommies. Um, and just look, 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 just check out the looks on their faces every time he makes a gaffe, right? Kiev is the capital of the Iranian people. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their Iranian Russia's central bank. From defending the Russell ruble, ruble, and a pound of Ukrainian people, the proud, proud people, pound for pound, they're simply yeah. You see, you're grimacing. Oh my God! Like Nancy's like, oh, I should, my my liver can't handle anymore. If only I had one, but if only I had one more rum and coke, right now. At this point, probably Nancy pulled out the Everclear for the State of the Union. Probably she needed the Everclear to uh, calm her nerves. Nothing beyond our our capacity. Increasing the productive capacity of our economy, of our economy. I call it building a better America. <laughs> we won't stop. Because you can't build a wall high enough to keep out a, 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 a vaccine. The vaccine can stop the spread of the... <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, hold on. I have to, um, I have to, uh, this is gonna be the thumbnail for tonight. Oh my god, that's perfect. You can't build a wall high enough to keep out the vaccine. Oh, I, I certainly hope not. These diseases. As one people, one America, the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. Go get him. Go get who? I, I, I'm sorry. I just want to hear this part again. Because you can't build a wall high enough to keep out a, 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 a vaccine. The vaccine can stop the spread of these diseases. We stand with you. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. 
No, Joe. Joe, that's the next war. No, no, no. You got to make sub. That's for 2023. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their love of freedom. And he will never, never weaken the resolve of the free world. Man, you know, you, you, at one point you hear Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert's shrill voices screaming something about the, you know, 13 troops that got blown up in Afghanistan. You know, why couldn't they? I, at least, you know, sh if they're going to be shrill, shout something funny like Let's Go Brandon or something during the speech. Like, you know, no, no one cares about their virtue signaling. Look at cars last year. One third of all the inflation was because of automobile sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, car there you go. And see, he's not going to be... He, he, he's not going to get fact-checked for that. He's going to be allowed to say stupid shit like that. This is dumber than, than Trump's, you know, cure yourself of COVID by injecting bleach comment. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, there you go. Why used car prices are pushing inflation higher. CNBC. News Yahoo. Uh, okay, no, that's, that's, this is just a... Um, that's a uh, transcript. Oh, this was the worst part. This, this came out of nowhere. In my administration, the watchdogs are back. And we're going to go after the criminals who stole billions of relief money meant for small business and millions of Americans. And tonight I'm announcing that the Justice Department will soon name a chief prosecutor for pandemic fraud. Okay, so now, now normally this would be a good thing, right? But... No, knowing you know this 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 administration's track record of corruption uh probably people who actually deserve that money are going to be the ones who are um investigated and harassed while like you know all these big corporations like did you know the vatican got like two billion dollars worth of um relief money and like the kennedy center and all these places you know plan um i don't know if planned parenthood got any of any of that money but all these you know all, all this bullshit reason all these bullshit that got funding that's not going to be an issue right it's probably going to be like you know the local mom and pop shops it's going to be you know the people who actually deserve that money um getting investigated yeah and town hall asks yeah does that you know the pandemic fraud does that include dr fauci probably not oh and of course he had to get his, his gun control bullshit in do everything in my power to crack down on gun trafficking of ghost guns that you can buy online Assemble at home. No serial numbers. Can't be traced. I asked Congress to pass. Yeah, hey, how many crimes have those been used in? Has proven measures to reduce gun violence. Pass universal background checks. Why should anyone on the terrorist list be able to purchase a weapon? Well, because, I mean, and that goes into, um, you know, that goes into the broader question of, well, what goes into putting someone on a terrorist watch list? Because it's an, it's unconstitutional, right? There's no due process. All, all, all you have to do is, you know, have some bureaucrats say, oh, yeah, this, you know, check your Twitter account. Or maybe, you know, it's like, you know, some chick who broke up with her boyfriend and, you know, he works for the NSA. And he's like, oh, you bitch, I'll show you. Put you on a no-fly list because, you know, your dad has a let's go Brandon hat or something, right? That's why people on the terrorist watch list should be able to purchase weapons because usually you know people on the terrorist watch list are um not actual terrorists i mean they probably you know the, the people on the terrorist watch list inspire terror in the government because they say things they disagree with why why because all the real terrorists work for the government or are created by the government oh here, here you go you have steve scalise you know laughing this, this is one of my favorite parts I've ordered more pills than anyone in the world has. 
Pfizer's working overtime. Can you see Rep, Rep Steve Scalise wearing a retarded Ukraine pin? At least he has an American flag pin attached to it. Just start fights like hard not to laugh. Yeah, Biden. Yeah, I bet Biden's taken a lot, bought a lot of pills. Okay, play that one already. I'll play it again. Why not? We won't stop. <clears throat> because you can't build a wall high enough to keep out a, 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 a vaccine. The vaccine can stop. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, my God. This takes the cake. This, this, you know, this following clip takes the cake. I, I almost titled, um, titled the show with this, but I'm, I'm tired of putting this old man's name in the title of the show. So I chose something else, but like some of you that have been around for a while, I've worked with you on these issues for a long time. I know what works investigating crime prevention and community policing cops who walk the beat, who know the neighborhood and who can restore trust and safety. Let's not abandon our streets or choose between safety and equal justice. Let's come together and protect our communities, restore trust, and now, hold look at I got she. She looks so shit-faced in this picture. Enforcement accountable. Nancy Pelosi, that is. That's why the Justice Department has required. Kamala looks like she has something shoved up her ass. She looks like she has a ten-foot pole up her ass, right? She. I don't think I saw her smile the entire time. Body cameras, banned choke calls, and restricted no-knocks warrants for its officers. That's why the American Rescue Plan restrict no-knock warrants. Okay. Oh, no, you mean no-knock raids, you idiot. But actually, that, that's not bad. That's not bad, actually. That would probably be a good thing. And that you all provided $350 billion that cities, states, and counties can use to hire more police, invest in more proven strategies. And they, they, they zoom in on some old black guy for whatever reason when he talks about police. <laughs> Proven strategies like so there you go yeah yeah it makes sense they want to, you know all these democrats are like applauding yeah yeah now suddenly they all love the police because they realize how much people fuck the american people fucking hate their guts and the only people left to defend them are the police proven strategies like community violence interruption trusted messengers breaking the cycle of violence and trauma and giving young people some hope we should all agree the answer is not to defund the police it's to fund the police. Whoa. Whoa. Fund them. Whoa. Fund them. Yeah, all the Republicans are smiling and laughing, wildly applauding. Yeah, I'd be booing. I'd be shouting free bird. Fund them with resources and training. Resources and training they need to protect our communities. I asked Democrats and Republicans alike to pass my budget. Well, like resources and training. Well, what more resources do they have? I, I think, in, in fact, the cops should have less resources. They should take away their automatic rifles. They should take away their Bearcats. They should take away all their armored vehicles. They should take away their drones. They should take away their... Well, no, I guess leave their body armor. I, I, I guess that's, you know, for... That'll be a little bit too... That'll be a little bit too much to take away their body armor. But yeah. You know, give, you know, you can take out the AR from the center console and replace it with a shotgun in a trunk, right? You know, I mean, if civilians shouldn't have AR rifles and police sure shouldn't have AR rifles. ...to keep our neighborhoods safe. 
Come Even though we're, we're not obligated to keep anyone safe and the only job of police in this country is to uphold the law. We'll do everything in my- Quote the law, no, not even uphold the law. They don't, they don't follow the law. In fact, we're all, you know, they, they, they haven't been following the law. They've been breaking the law um, for past, um, you know, past three years and a lot longer than that. They uphold the regime. My power to crack down on gun trafficking. Of ghost guns. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, conservatives. I hope you're happy with yourselves, you thin blue line faggots. Right? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, police funded again, so they could go and take away your guns. Hope you're all happy. And so, anyways, even like even the good, the so-called good parts of Biden's speech were plagiarized from were, were plagiarized. Right? They they didn't come from uh, come from him himself. The state of our union is strong because our people are strong. So this was Trump from the last state of the union. I've come to report on the state of the nation, the state of the union. And my report is this. The state of the union is strong because you, the American people, are strong. <laughs> this zooms in on her face. Like, oh, you're quoting Trump. And then, yeah, this is weird, too, how he ended it. Well, hold on. This is weird, too, how he, he, he decides. So normally he always says the stupid, um, God support our troops. Like, it's like he's stuck in the Iraq war. Like, what? One America. The United States of America. God bless you all. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, we did do a, um, we, I did do a poll in the listener group. Um, actually, where is it? Uh. Well, I, I remember last I checked, it was I asked, "What drug is Biden on before? What bi drug did Biden take before the State of the Union? Alcohol, Adderall, Adrenochrome, or uh, oh, what was it? Uh, cocaine?" And I think we had one vote for alcohol. No, a one. I think it was like one vote for cocaine, and the rest was Adrenochrome. So, which was what my guess was too. One America, the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. I saw deranged too. He says that with his fist. Go get who? What the ice cream man? And then now that even uh, NBC picked that up. I also think there was a, a strange moment at the end where he said, "Go get him." That was audible to the audience. And we're not quite sure what he means. I think he's talking about Vladimir Putin and the bad guys over there, but. It was an ad lib that kind of. Yeah, normally his clothes are God bless, God bless and that was, soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, even even the, pe the people who've been Biden's ball washers the past like three years or so are all now turning against him because they have to. Because, you know, they, like, there's, there's only a certain point where you can keep saying that the emperor's wearing clothes when you realize, you know, when, once you see like everyone's, you know, laughing at the emperor. Uh, being naked, then you're like, oh, well, of course the emperor doesn't have any clothes. I was saying that from the beginning, and that's that's what we're seeing the mainstream media do. This is some um, some loser from the Atlantic on uh, PBS. Where I would fault the speech is, I think after that, uh, it really lost altitude. And I think, to me, it was the problem with Joe Biden. One of the problems with Joe Biden, which is he has a legislator's mindset. This was just a litany of things. No, I think he has a dementia mindset. Things. And, you know, Jonathan may be right. The beginning, the bookends of the speech may have been good, but I'm not sure how many people hung around and were focused at, um, at, at, the, uh, at the end. The other thing I'd say is if I were a Democrat, I'd be somewhat concerned because this, as we discussed at the beginning, could have been a course correction 
for for his presidency because this is a wounded presidency and i don't think that that was it this was not a kind of bill clinton the era of big government has ended this was more joe biden saying we've achieved a lot and i should get better credit than than i have so the good things that were in the speech the bipartisan parts even the moving parts with 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 bo biden i think just got buried under a whole litany of things that really had no prioritization there you go pbs so now this is now now you might be saying oh well, of course fox is gonna you know shit talk him but this is dana perino she's um she's she's you know basically like you know conservative uh, she worked for bush um and she actually does give some some somewhat interesting um insightful uh commentary so i felt that tonight's speech was very much base focused and not about the independence. The independence and the moms are the ones that he's lost. So what mom is going to go to the store tomorrow and say, wow, I feel so much better. I think costs are really going to come down because he said lower costs 17 times in the speech. I don't think that that did anything for independence or suburban moms. I think it's a wash for them. Yeah. And so, right, well, you know, one could hope so. Isn't that the uh, demographic Trump allegedly needed? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Actually, that reminds me. Um, yeah, I hold on. I retweeted it somewhere. Um, what was it? Uh, oh yeah, by the way, I did go to the um, I did go to the trucker convoy in Lebanon, which is near me today. This was I think it was like one of the um, one of a few in New Hampshire. It was okay. It was pretty underwhelming. Um, here's a video of it on my Kabbalah Harris um, Twitter account. There was a few. Uh, like a few trucks, mainly you know cars, and so it was, it was really underwhelming. I, I think this trucker convoy thing—it sounds like it's just a gigantic waste of time. You know, it's not as serious as it was in Ottawa. Um, here we go. Yeah, Biden cult. I have been trying to give CNN a chance over and over again, but I am done. I am at the end of my rope. Wolf uh, with Jake Tapper's anti-Biden rhetoric, Wolf Blitzer's end of a world vocal delivery, and Dana Bash bashing Biden. I need another news source. Can you recommend one to me? I took the advice of many here and have decided to stick with MSNBC. About thirty minutes into my tweet, looks good. Thanks for recommendation. At CNN, you better take notice. There are tons of us that feel this way. You are losing voters. So these people who are so insane, who are such like these people can't be fucking real. 33-year USPS mailman, now retired, Democrat, keep the blue wave alive. 30.4 thousand following, 31.2. Yeah, this is probably a bot. The next time, oh my God. The next time you pull up to the gas pump and gripe at the price of gas, imagine pulling up to the entrance to a bomb shelter as the sound of sirens blaring is mixed with the cries of your children as they tell you there's no room. Pump your gas and shut up. So yeah, there's no way this person could be real. Yeah, my family, a bunch of a uh, bunch of pets. Yeah, there's there's no way this person could be real. That's, that's and, and if they are, this country's in so much fucking trouble. Although it does make sense that they work. Um, it do, it does make sense that they they worked for uh, USPS. But yeah, I mean you know even CNN has to. Um, and as we'll, we'll see a CNN clip uh, shortly. Oh, actually, right here. Even CNN has to like you know wake up and smell the roses about biden which you know is probably who probably like the the people which i don't know who they're appealing to because the people who are still watching cnn are also the people so you know still crazy enough to think that joe biden's actually like you know a competent leader so like they're just at this point they've alienated everyone we've seen over the last year joe biden take a slide in the polls there's no doubt about it he's not just taking a slide oh yeah and this is jake tapper's uh show um 
this is Jake Tapper's show. This you know isn't Jake Tapper speaking. This is CNN's political director David Chalian. Uh, but Jake Tapper, I have seen that he's like I guess he's he's starting to um, you know I mean he was basically the epitome of oh the emperor always wore clothes, it was always naked, I always knew that. Um, and he's trying to like be I guess like the legitimate guy now that uh, what Don Lemon is close to getting me tooed. Zucker got me tooed. What's his name? That that retard Humpty Dumpty. Uh, Brian Stelter. He's gonna get. You know, he. I, I guess the only reason they he was kept around was probably because he was fatter than Jeff Zucker. So you know, he kept. I, I guess it's like Brian Stelter is the uh, designated ugly fat friend of CNN. So now that uh, Jeff Zucker's gone, he's probably gonna be gone soon, replaced by Oliver Darcy. Um, Oh, uh, who else? Um, yeah, Cuomo's obviously gone. So I guess Jake Tapper and Wolf Blitzer are really the only, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess they're the only ones left standing currently. Uh, I guess Don Lemon too, but I haven't really heard so much from him. With the overall public, he's also taking a slide, and I think this reflects that, the instant reaction speech, with people who are even supportive of him or, or who are in his party. And I think, um, you know, that is what these numbers reflect, is that he obviously has been on the decline there's nothing in this speech that suggests he turned that around entirely i don't think that was the expectation i don't think that's a realistic expectation for this speech but clearly that decline in popularity that we've seen we're seeing it across the board and and, and i just love it the lower third here reads cnn poll of speech watchers shows mostly positive reaction and then here he's saying how biden's losing support of everyone yeah because i mean anyone who you know takes a cnn poll right is kind of it's kind, of, it's kind of like the Breitbart polls, right? You know, click here if you think Biden should be impeached. And it's like 99%. Like, yeah, of course. What, the fuck? Like, you know, what do you think? Are they the kinds of people who listen to CNN? What, do you think they're going to not like Biden's speech? Although apparently, you know, um, I think it was like, what, 78%? So I guess evidently, yeah. 47% said he did enough on inflation. 40- okay, so this is of um, the people who watch the speech that they uh, conducted via poll. 47% said he did enough on inflation. 46% said he did enough on violent crime. Majorities for both inflation and violent crime said he did not do enough. And again, I just want to remind you, that is the majority of a speech-watching audience that is more democratic uh, than the American populace overall. Keep that in mind as you as you look at that. Oh, yeah, there you go. So all these, all these okay, that makes sense. All these, oh, 78% liked his speech. Okay, very good. Yeah, that's from the CNN poll. Um... Yeah, so he, yeah, blaming inflation on the f- price of cars, not even mentioning the Federal Reserve, not even mentioning printing money. And it's just, and, and no one's asking about it either. God, because if they ask about it, they get kicked out of a press pool. But still, it's like, you know, we're, 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 we're in huge trouble. Um, yeah, it's ba- basically, yeah, I mean, the only people, the only one person who won, any of the Republicans, they had some shrill woman, you know, give give a speech. I don't, I don't know. No, no one cared about that. But yeah, the only people who won or actually got the only people who got out ahead this state of the union looking good were uh the uh, secessionists right you know texas new hampshire um uh what was it uh, the, you know pacific northwest everything right they're the only ones who who uh you know who gained anything from a state of the union <laughs> And then now they actually have um, interviewed some people here. This is a it looks like a CBS affiliate um, interviewing people about the uh, their thoughts about the State of the Union. It's just a bunch of platitudes and complete baloney as to what he's saying. Nothing ties to actually what he's doing. 
um, everyone getting up and clapping when he's lower the cost of goods, lower the cost of daycare, lower the cost of this. Who's going to pay for this? It's just a bunch of platitudes and complete. There, that's a good point. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being overtly pessimistic about the state of, um, you know, state state of a country. As Nancy Pelosi said, the electorate isn't Twitter. Look, or rather, you know, Twitter doesn't represent the average American. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm becoming a little bit too uh, nihilistic here. Our economy roared back faster than most predicted, but the pandemic. Ma- oh yeah. So so here we go. So now this is a speech he gave in Wisconsin today. And you have, um, no, that's not the mark of a beast on his forehead. Apparently today was Ash Wednesday. Um, yeah, I think, you know, there's a picture somewhere on my Snapchat roll, which is um, of uh, me with a um, my ash. You know, I got the ashes on my forehead. I remember I was like on, I was all proud, you know, having the ash on my forehead on campus. And um, yeah, so so Biden is, you know, I guess that means Biden went to mass today. And businesses had a hard time hiring enough help to keep their workers in the production. The reason why the cost of housing went up and new housing is because no one was there to make sure they had the two-by-fours to be built. To, to, to build the homes. Because people weren't in the factories. And because people were making a lot more money than before, there was a lot of cash at hand. That's not true. I mean, they, they might be making more money, but that money is worth less. And they did not use that cash to go out to the restaurants or go on vacation. They used it for... God, this is victim blaming. He's blaming the American people having too much money for inflation. Hard products. And the pandemic disrupted global supply chains. Jesus, guy. Gosh, you know, I remember as a child, I was um, at a family reunion. And one of my more, um, like, mountain, like, like, really, like, stereotypically mountain folk... Um, relatives of mine who's really like you know deep gravelly voice you know basically like you know the kind of guy you met like a real um what's his name uh like, like a kind of guy like rip torn you know of uh he was um shout i don't know whatever i can't think of any movies he was in other than men in black and that uh, he was he was a coach in the dodgeball movie um and he was the the agent was he was agent z or he, he was like you know the head of the men in black and um you know the, the men in black movies you know so basically it's it's what my my that uh, relative sounded like um and when obama was president and he um yeah he 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 really hated obama and i remember this relative he said um he he was go- he was going on to my dad once and you know my dad is like you know a lot of respect for his relative he said he's like yeah you know uh it was bad and everything but if you look at the history you know the reason why he had because they were um, they, they were introducing communism into uh, into Germany, and now I was like ten or twelve years old, and I'm like, whoa, what the hell is he saying? He and he's not like in the alt right or anything, you know. He you, know, you like total normie Fox News conservative, but he lives or not normie, I guess, but like you know, he watches Fox News and stuff. Um, but he just like lives in Appalachia, and you know, I'm I, you know, and like I remember before I was into prepping. He's like, you know, bright. He's like, um, you know, he he'd ask another relative. He's like, how much ammo do we have stored up, and how much gasoline do we have in in the generator? You know, the the generator um, reserve tank, and they're like, we have a thousand rounds and a few hundred gallons of gasoline. He's like, oh, that's not enough. We're gonna. He's like, Obama. He's like, if Obama gets reelected, we're gonna need even more. Um, and yeah, and he like really hated Obama. Like he he hated Obama in the same way that like you know these SJWs and stuff hated Trump and like. 
would um you know like in the same way not necessarily like it like it like with the SJV, the hatred of trump was like super irrational um and i'm not making excuses for my relative but like you know i mean i think he probably was a little bit hyperbolic um saying that like you know obama was going to destroy the country and everything like while in office but um yeah he would just like like every time i, I visited this relative he would just get more anytime obama was brought up he would just get more and more unhinged and um you know obviously he you know it was just just him blowing off steam he thankfully he didn't do anything violent or had any intention of doing anything violent but at, at this point honestly and pro probably because now i like i'm old enough i you know i have to pay taxes and um uh you know i have to i, I understand inflation and stuff yeah I, I understand how he feels like hating um you know hating the government that much uh it's like this soviet joke i saw written somewhere where it said like it said uh this guy goes to the newspaper stand every day and buys a newspaper looks at the front page and then throws it out and so one day the proprietor stopped him and said why do you do this why do you only look at the front page and throw it out? And the guy says, oh, I'm looking for an obituary. And the proprietor replies, well, no, but the, the obituary is not on the front page. And the guy replies, oh, well, the one I'm looking for will be. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> little ominous laughter all right so let's let's continue but yeah man this guy this this asshole is destroying the country i'm turning my dad now it's so late but um so so exhausted but yeah this this guy is destroying the country he's 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 um yeah this, this is there's a very good chance that um there's a very good chance that he's gonna be the last president of the united states uh, you know vu and you know emphasis on united states which probably you know ian would be like good Right, it's usually whenever someone says he's going to be the you know, Trump's going to be the last president of the United States, and Ian's reply was always good. One could only hope. And honestly, I'm I'm probably at this point too. I mean, like any, you know, like something you know something needs to uh, peaceably change. Because if things go on the same course, we're just, the tyranny is just going to disguise itself and come back and um yeah and i mean probably the worst thing too is I, th I think like there's a good chance that this tyranny is you know biden is going to be so unpopular but that this overt like communist left-wing democrat tyranny is going to be so unpopular that that the tyranny is going to have to disguise itself and then be this more like corporatist you know oh yeah you have freedom you know you could own it's like yeah you could own whatever gun you want but you could only use it for hunting or going to the range and things like that because you know the, the police are going to have like um uh robocop tier like you know mecha walkers and stuff like that and it's going to be you know it's going to be like a corporate uh, you know corporate fascism or whatever wh wh whatever but you know trump is gonna you know probably run in 2024 and you know everyone's gonna vote for him again and then he'll have a carte blanche to you know do whatever jared kushner wants make more cars and semiconductors in America, more infrastructure and innovation in America, more goods moving faster and cheaper in America, more jobs that you can earn a living, a good living by here in America. Instead of relying on foreign supply chains, let's make it in America again. There's a lot more to my plan to lower costs and lower, and lower the deficit. By the way, we're going to lower the deficit by a trillion dollars this year. Mm -hmm. These guys talk about how they all. 
Oh yeah, where's your magic wand? Always worried about a spend. We're low in the deficit. No one's ever done that. Yeah, he has no fucking evidence that he's lowering the deficit either. They spend more money every day. Look, I've kept you long enough. There's a lot more I'm inclined to say, and I'm, I don't want to get going. I don't want to get wound up here. But let me close with this. Look, I am truly more optimistic about America today than I've ever been. I really mean it. Damn, I want to know what drugs he's on. We're in a man. I, I can, you know, if he, if he's feeling optimistic. Well, yeah, hold on. If he's feeling optimistic, I'd hate to see Biden's definition of, of, you know, I'd hate to see what the state of a country would be if he was pessimistic about it. Path to win. The economic competition of the 21st century that we face with the rest of the world. And so finally, um, this is him, I guess, coming out from mass. Um, So now he, he's asked he's asked finally a serious question about his uh, his faith. People of Ukraine. And last night you said you support Roe v. Wade as a Catholic. Why did you support abortion as a Catholic? Well, I, church I tell you. Okay, so so now Jill is coming to uh, retrieve him before he makes a fool out of himself. And I have a question if you can't hear it uh, behind the jet engine is why does he why did he support Roe v. Wade as a candidate despite him being a Catholic? And so let's let's listen to his answer. Hey, what? I'll tell you what. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Probably as you know, Jill hears that, and she's like, "Oh, it's time to go." She gets, she walks faster towards him. I don't want to get in a debate with you on theology, but you know. Well, anyway, I, I'm, well, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna make it. I'm not. No, it's not a debate, you cunt. Literally, it's in the Ten Commandments. Ten things to remember, right? You can't kill. You can't kill. There's no asterisks next to it that says when you, it's okay to kill people. Or mur murder, rather, I guess. Because, like, yeah, murder. Yeah, mur murder is a, you know, a better definition just because, like, you could, you know. You could actually, like, you know, you could accidentally kill someone. Um, which, you know, obviously there's penalties for that. But it's it's a, accidentally killing someone is different than murdering. Like, you know, at least I imagine. Um, unless, well, actually, let's see the definition of it. I mean, not that the Oxford definition matters, but. Here we go. Yeah, murder is the unlawful, premeditated killing of one human being by another. Okay, so like if you're, um, if you're, you know, if you're drunk driving or whatever, um, that's not murder. That's that's killing. You know, you could kill someone while drunk driving, but you're not murdering them because you're not. You know, unless you're like, yeah, you know, fuck everything. I'm gonna get drunk and run over a bunch of people. Uh, that, that's gonna that's that's gonna get taken out of context. But um, fuck. Oh well. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh yeah so yeah you can you know there's there's a big there's no asterisk that says oh well you can murder if the the person is still you know is still inside of you and if you know it's not very convenient for you to have a child and you know no there's there's nothing to debate you old cunt you old reprobate hell if i, if I was a catholic if i was still if i was still a catholic if i was a trad calf i'd be calling for his excommunication but I know it's kind of hard to call for someone's excommunication when you think the Pope should also be excommunicated. Can I make a judgment for other people? Oh, well, that's interesting. So, by uh, Jill, like, just walked away, huh? Targeting. All right, so yeah, I guess we're not going to see the rest of that clip. So yeah, he, uh, you know, just not going to, not going to engage in debate. He's above that. Well, hold on, wait a minute. 
fuck is this? Sean Hannity references a decades-old rule forbidding U.S. government employees from engaging in political assassination. When it comes to Putin, is it now? Is it time now to revisit that rule? So, so my God, hold on, I, I got to listen to this to believe it. Because earlier Hannity said that NATO should, I kid you not, he said NATO should launch a missile at the Russian um, armored column that's surrounding Kyrgyzstan or, or whatever city they captured. And he said that they shouldn't say who sh- launched the missile so Putin wouldn't know who to get revenge against. Right? Right? This is a level of retarded, warmongering, dumb takes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and of course, you know, just to put the cherry on top of Hannity's shit cake, he's having Dr. Oz on next. Right? Running for, this sen- for, uh, for Pennsylvania Senate. Right? You know, what's next? Joe Exotic is going to run for the governor of Florida. And it's no surprise with these three pathetic losers in charge. Now, sadly, Ukraine needs our help right now. They need all the javelins, all the stinger missiles that we can provide. They need bullets. They need guns. They need air defense systems. And they need humanitarian and medical aid. And okay, while- all right, fine, Sean. Yeah, you, you raise the money, right? I bet you make millions of dollars every year, tens of millions of dollars every year at Fox News. Why don't you raise those fucking funds if you care so much? Right, or ask your buddies in the CIA whose uh, lapel pin you wear for, for that fucking help. Oh, we're at it. Vladimir Putin, he needs to go. He's a murdering thug with nuclear weapons, committing atrocities in Ukraine. And that applies to literally every single president, uh, other than like the Ukraine part specifically. That applies to every president since fucking nukes were invented. Invading a sovereign, innocent country. We see all the images. He is killing... Well, okay, hold on. Not every president, I guess. I mean, that, that applies to every president since... Um... Oh, God. Um, you know, honestly, I'll say Clinton. I mean, I'll give, like, you know, obviously, like, Reagan and, um, you know, Reagan and Carter. No, hold on, not Clinton. Um, Bush Bush Sr. Because, you know, Reagan and Carter, they did some bad things, but I don't, I don't think they were, like, totally controlled um, by the NWO. I mean, I, I think they were probably part of their own, like, you know, good old boys network on their respective side. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it, it was, you know, I, I think it started like the psychopathy in the presidency started with um, Bush Sr. Killing children, he is killing women and he's killing men and he's trying to take over that country. And now Putin has deployed 400 mercenaries in Ukraine to hunt down to assassinate President Zelensky. Oh, yeah, yeah. And look, look, who, look who they saw. Look who he sorts the sites. He cites Fox 13, Salt Lake City. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the Fox Fox affiliate in SLC um, has the scoop on that. Deploys 400. I got it. Fox 13, Fox Insider. Russia orders mercenaries in Kiev to assassinate Zelensky. Report. Why, why would he need, like, like aren't for Russians, like, experts in killing people with, like, polonium and stuff, like, you know, or heart attack guns? Like, why do they need to hire mercenaries? This doesn't make any sense. Now, Putin, I've been saying it all week. It's interesting the media finally picked it up. Putin has got to be stopped by whatever means necessary one way or another. It's a simple rule in life. If you invade an innocent country and you kill women and children and men... You forfeit your right to lead a country, and you forfeit your right to live. And I hope... 
I, I guess, you know, he'd have to, you know, put an asterisk and says, oh, and as long as you're not American. That people around Vladimir. Yeah, unless you're American, right? For, for Hannity, then it's fine, right? I mean, I didn't listen. Obviously, I didn't listen to Hannity before, um, I think even before Trump. Um, but I bet he was a huge, yeah, I have no doubt he was a massive warmonger in like Afghanistan and Iraq and. Putin. Well, I hope they take action sooner than later. Now, currently, the U.S. operates under a decades-old executive order, first signed by President Gerald Ford. It prohibits the U.S. government employees from engaging in political assassination. But my final question tonight is, when it comes to Putin, is it time to now revisit the rule? Uh, my rule I like better. New rule. You invade a sovereign country. You kill innocent men, women, and children. You forfeit your right to run a country, and you forfeit your right to live. It's that simple. Cut off the head of the snake, the snake dies. Mm, no, I think that's probably going to get... Well, well, number one, that's going to martyr Putin anyways. That's going to martyr him. Um, I mean, if the U.S. was engaging in, like, a full-on war, then, yeah, I guess that would make sense to assassinate. Because if you assassinate the, the you know... If you assassinate the strongman um, of, like, an autocracy, then you have a, a power vacuum... Uh, versus like if you assassinate the president in a um, like a like a republic or a democratic society, they usually have like, you know, versus a vice president or, you know, they have like a um, a more uh, allegedly a more stable uh, chain of command. So that sounds like a terrible idea. All right. So now just want to end the show here on. Um, this is a Got Questions article. I thought it was interesting um, because I, I had, you know, I, I, I'm sure I learned about Lent in Catholic school, but um, just want to read this article here since I brought it up. Ash Wednesday is the first day of Lent. Its official name is Day of Ashes, so-called because of a practice of rubbing ashes on one's forehead in the sign of a cross. Um, since, it, and I guess it's like what, putting ashes, like ashes has something to do with penance, right? Like, you know, the uh, city of Nineveh. Uh, when Jonah uh, preached the um, you know destruction and God's wrath on Nineveh, the um, like all the animals, all the people, you know, from the king down, they dressed up in a sackcloth and put ashes on their head um, as a penance, right, begging God for forgiveness. So I don't know if that might have something to do with it. Since it is exactly forty days, excluding Sundays before Easter Sunday, it will always fall on a Wednesday. There cannot be an Ash Thursday or an Ash Monday. Monday. The Bible never mentions Ash Wednesday. For that matter, it never mentions Lent. Hmm, gee, like a lot of Catholic stuff the Bible never mentions. Lent is intended to be a time of self-denial, moderation, fasting, and forsaking of sinful activities and habits. Ash Wednesday commences this period of spiritual discipline. Ash Wednesday and Lent are observed by most Catholics and some Protestant denominations. The Eastern Orthodox Church does not observe Ash Wednesday. Instead, they start Lent on Clean Monday. While, uh, yeah... While the Bible does not mention Ash Wednesday, it does record accounts of people in the Old Testament using dust and ashes as symbols of repentance and or mourning. So in Second Samuel, Esther, Job, Daniel. The modern tradition of rubbing a cross on a person's forehead supposedly identifies that person with Jesus Christ. Should a Christian observe Ash Wednesday? Since the Bible nowhere explicitly commands or condemns such a practice, Christians are at liberty to prayfully decide whether or not to observe Ash Wednesday. If a Christian decides to observe Ash Wednesday on Orlent, it is important to have a biblical perspective. 
here. This is the important part. Jesus warned us against making a show of our fasting. Quote, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward, their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. Father is in you know, God the Father. This was, that was Matthew six sixteen eighteen. We must not allow spiritual discipline to become spiritual pride. And that, that's, that's what they did. That's what everyone did when I was a Catholic. Oh, I'm going to give up chocolate. I'm going to give up soda and potato chips. Um, and then as soon as Lent is over, it's, you know, it's like fucking Cookie Monster eat, like doing everything that they said they would stop, right? It is a good thing to repent of sinful activities, but that's something Christians should do every day, not just during Lent. It's a good thing to clearly identify oneself as a Christian, but again, this should be done, this should be an everyday identification. And it is good to remember that no ritual can make one's heart right with God. So, and there you have it. All right, well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in. It's a little bit of a light. I'd say this is like a lighter show. Um, you know, I know it's a good idea to have like a light show on uh, on Wednesday. Um, you know, get into like the hard news Monday. Have sort of like a light news show Wednesday and then do open line Friday and just go crazy and, you know, do deep dives and stuff. I, I'm starting to like, I'm trying to put more structure and stuff into the show. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in. I will be back this Friday, 10 PM Eastern Lord willing. And, um, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. And, uh, remember if you do decide to uh, join the Ukrainian foreign legion, hydration is very important. All right. See you next time. <laughs>